welcome to another episode of the TNN show. Uh, important announcement before we start today, we have changed our Twitter page and uh, the new link for the new Twitter page is going to be in the description down below. So please follow us on, on our new Twitter page. Today we're going to be talking about Pep Guardiola, Brian's favorite manager. Brian, of course, who is a lost, who's a lost soul because he supports Manchester United. It's not Manchester United anymore, Manchester United. So I'll ask him <laughs> first about this. This is a simple question, and I, I think yeah. he's going to give us the wrong answer, of course. But the, the right answer is no, but he's going to give us the wrong answer. Was extending Pep Guardiola's contract the right decision for Manchester City to make? Was it the right decision for Manchester City or was it the right decision for Pep? Which one? <laughs> I guess we could we could go for both. For City, it was it was a good decision. For Pep, it was not. Why do you say that? Um, I don't know, because like if you if you watched, okay, if you followed Pep from long back, or basically when he was asked for about why he left Bayern Munich, and then he was like, um, because after three seasons with the team, um, he's he's he said like after three seasons with the team, he feels best he leaves the team. Because things become stale, players become used too used to you. Um, basically, in in simple terms, things become stale after three seasons, three four seasons with the team. That's why he always tends to win when he leaves, win when he leaves, because he doesn't believe in staying too long in the team. So him extending his contract for City didn't make sense to me, considering that he's always lived by that. He could have easily stayed at Bayern and tried to win the Champions League. But he didn't. He came to Manchester City, and like if you look at City, City doesn't care about the Premier League right now. They don't care if they lose the Premier League this season. It's not the priority for Sheikh and his and his board members. They have one priority, and that's the Champions League. So one, I don't see him getting sacked. So I think it was a good decision in the sense that Pep, Pep is still a good coach. However, players tend to lose confidence if you are producing top-notch results and all of a sudden you're producing pay average results, you're losing your mid-table. Players lose confidence with you. We've seen comments from Zincheco after the Leon game. He made comments of how Pip tends to deviate from his tactics in the UCL. You see, things like that. That talk starts in the dressing room. And once that happens, it's a problem. So I don't know how it'll pan out, but it's not a good decision for Pip. He should have left. I get you. You defend him once again when he's doing he's doing a shit job at the moment and still defending him. No, I can't say he's doing um, a shit job because basically, look, he doesn't have a natural striker. That's number one. He does not have a natural striker. Don't tell me about uh, Gabriel. Don't tell me about Gabriel. Um, he doesn't have um, what you call this. One main mistake was company. Letting company leave. Company was a very integral piece of Pip's team, like undeniable. And getting a replacement for a guy like company hasn't come easy for City. It's been a trial and error process, right? That can't be solely blamed on Pip. As a coach, and my what you call this, um, the stuff, the, the 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 scouting stuff, we look for a defender to fill company's role. If he fails, he fails. We look for another one. 
Hence why I think the repeatedly higher amount spent on defense. It's a trial and error thing. He wants to restore it. And he's forced mm-hmm. to play a bit more defensive than usual. As you've seen, City is no more attacking as fast as it used to. And if you watch the Tottenham game, Mourinho used that to his advantage. He blocked that whole middle. There are two options. Wings only. Only their wingers. And they couldn't get him. Simple. That was all. Last part. I hear you. Let, let me get yeah. Nakai's opinion. I, 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 I'll believe your opinion more because she supports a better team than Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Nakai, what do you think about Pep Guardiola extending his contract? Was it the right decision or Manchester City were supposed to move on from Pep Guardiola after this season? Well, I think um, one of the biggest rumours behind um, Pep extending his contract is the prospect of Messi coming to City, which I'm not too sure how, um, whether it's going to pan out or not, but apparently um, um, Messi's biggest um, influence behind wanting to come to City is Pep. So in the eyes of, you know, everyone who's part of the board at Man City, I think the decision is if we can try and get Pep to extend his contract, we increase our chances of um, Messi coming to the club and hopefully that will help to boost the club's performance as a whole in total. So that's just what I've been, what I've been hearing as the, um, obviously Pep isn't going to say I extended my contract because of Messi, but that is the biggest rumors. And according to um, sources close to him, that's sort of what's been going on behind the scenes. So I think from a tactical point of view and also um, trying to get into the mind of um, people part of the board at Man City, I think that was sort of their reasoning behind um, Pep extending his contract at at Man City. That's, That's my view on it. But do you think it was the right decision? Looking at it overall, I don't think so. I think I think the players needed to see a fresh face. They need to hear a fresh voice and maybe that will spark something within them and um, um, help to restore the sort of um, creativity and you know threat that we're used to seeing Man City bring every single game that they did before in past seasons before. You see, Brian, the, the key word from Nakai there was threat. Two years ago, when you knew you were playing Manchester City, I mean, you have to say you'd be scared, but they're not, they're not scary anymore. You're not scared to play versus Manchester City. I mean, if you play versus Manchester City, you know you're gonna get your chances to score two or three goals past them. And they, they're not even, what can I say? They're not even prolific in attack. They, they're not scoring goals. So if you get to score three goals or two goals versus Man City, these days you're almost guaranteed a win. They've lost their fear factor. And I think that's down to, to Pep Guardiola as well because he had, he had a key hand in selling players like Leroy Sane. That guy was, I mean, he was scary. I'll give you a chance to defend your coach here, Brian. But I have to say, I, I think it, was, it wasn't the right decision to... To, to give this guy a new contract. Well, 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 I hear you, but then 
um, Sonia wasn't even part of Pep's um, domestic treble, if, if I'm correct. He wasn't an integral part of Pep's domestic treble, which in football is called the hardest treble for whatever reasons, which was won by Pep. <laughs> okay, look, here's the thing. Pep, the team City was two years ago, isn't the same team it is now. For a fact, it's different. How can you have a fear factor when you don't have one of the best number nines in the world? He's injured. Aguero is injured. I don't see him consistently playing again. He's done. And he was an integral part of the goal-scoring aspect of City. Cool. Sterling wasn't even playing against Tottenham. Let's even, I can't even use Tottenham as a reference game, guys, because people, guys, it's Mourinho playing against Pep. He, he, he used the right tactics. Yes, according to Pep's um, history, it's the worst start he's ever had as a manager in his career. City is not scoring any goals, but I'd still like to believe that the cause of that is because they don't have a natural striker, one. And two, I believe that there's loss of confidence in Pep by players. That's what I would like to believe. I believe that um, there was a rumor at some point, but I do believe that is happening. Like, I don't think the players are as confident in his tactics anymore. So executing him for him to execute the previous city is going to be different. He has to alter his tactics. And he has to, and if you looked at it, city is not attacking as fast as it used to. I don't know if you noticed. I, I get everything you're saying, but I'll come to Nakai once again for looking at what you said, because you said Aguero, maybe his injury problems is not going to play consistently yeah. again. I mean, if this guy was a, as good a manager as people say he is, he was like a fake type of manager. Why didn't he scout a striker to, to come to City so that they can have a striker who's going to play consistently when Aguero is injured? Or if he was as good... A pl- okay, no, sorry, sorry. If the players have lost confidence in him, then as a club, why do you keep a guy, you know, you know where, where there's talk around the players where the players aren't really believing in this guy anymore? Because you can't listen to players. If you listen to players, you're not going anywhere as a club. If the players don't feel confident in the coach, you feel free to look to, to go. You can't you can't be to be basing every move as a board based on players because they'll toy around with you. These they are also human beings. They also have feelings. Note that negative comments usually come from people who don't get game time from Pep. The only thing I can criticize Pep for, and which I don't understand, is Phil Foden not starting. It doesn't make sense to me at this point. Why Phil Foden? He's proven himself over and over again. I don't get why he's not starting. I feel like Phil Foden in that midfield would be a way, I think he would actually create more threat and better passages of play for his team to actually score more goals. So in terms of the board keeping Pep, I understand why they would do that. And how do you as a manager solve this problem? Last season, you had problems defensively, right? Your team was scoring goals. Um, I, I reinforced my defense. Then that season, unfortunately, my striker is injured. I don't have firepower. My defense is a bit better than it used to be, but then my strike force is weak. So next transfer window will come. They're going to give him money. He's going to get a striker. If City had a player like Joao Felix, do you think they would be in this position? 
maybe maybe they wouldn't be in that position but what i'm trying to say is the fact that they don't have him they didn't scout him early enough or they didn't buy him early enough that should show that maybe there's some weaknesses when it comes to pep's management he's not thinking about the future he was just thinking about those three years where he won two titles and maybe tried for a champions league then he went out and i think he's done at manchester city i i don't know i, I would like to ask nakai who who she thinks should be the next manchester city manager because Honestly, I don't see a future with Pep Guardiola. Um, I just wanted to quickly add um to the thing about yeah, he's missing players and he's missing his key players. I think that's like the easy way out as a as an excuse to try and make up for why you didn't perform well because we can see that look at Liverpool, their game against um Leicester. They didn't have their key um defenders at all. but Leicester couldn't even score one goal and they kept you know they kept a, a clean sheet so i think that's sort of that excuse of yeah they're missing their key players and all of that it's it's looking for the easy way out instead of actually addressing the main issue at the club if there's a main issue it needs to be addressed not to use um your keys as an excuse for you not playing well because it's impossible for you to rely yes you have your top players but it's impossible for you to rely on them and as like you were saying if you have to plan these things in the future and in advance because if you see okay we have our top guys what happens when um i can't play them when they get injured that's when you now have to scout and look for the people who you think can best fill in those gaps in the times that you need them so i think that's just um yeah a key issue really as for the next manager i'm not too sure i think can't be a i think it has to be a manager from outside like i feel like they need a, a low key but deadly manager that's what they need i think in my opinion um look in terms of liverpool one people can say liverpool is missing its key players but from day number 1 i've been mentioning that van dijk is a problem liverpool without van dijk is tight at the back love it or not van dijk had a good season that's all that's all he had one good season van dijk is a problem he has had how many goals leading to error this season is him not being there for me is not really a major factor however i can agree maybe if you tell me salah and the rest Yeah, that 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 I can agree. Salah, Trent is also having a, a terrible season, but then okay, let me not get into Liverpool because 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 Nacho will start going getting biased again. But I get what you mean. Like you you should be able to 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 play without key players like what Liverpool did. Kudos to them. But then what you should understand, guys, is that every manager is different. It's for example why you can't ever compare Fergie with any other manager probably besides Bielsa is because um Fergie could use whatever resources he has at hand and then he could also scout for resources that aren't as extravagant and then turn them into extravagant resources um I don't it's the same way people criticize Pep he only goes for teams that are well built he only goes for finished players that's his style as a coach if i as a coach can only work with a great players it's my style and if teams that can afford it are hiring me it's okay so i feel like 
yes, it does sound like an easy way out. But however, for a manager like Pep, who's used to having A-class players, it is an integral part for him to have each and every player of his. Pep is not a player who uses average players to win games. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I'll correct you by saying he's not as good a manager. Okay, we have to move on from this topic. I think you've, I've given you plenty of chance to defend your favorite manager. I'll ask Nakai this question yeah. before I come to you, Brian. I'll ask Nakai, do you think Manchester City can still win the title? Um, I don't think it's likely. I do not think it's likely that Man City are going to win the title at all. And that's, that's my position and I'm sticking by it. And Brian? Um, they can win the title. I'm giving them a top two spot in the league. I, I actually think they won't win the title. I will give Manchester United a better chance than Manchester City to win the title this season. Well, United is still in the building phase, so I'm not even looking towards winning a title at all. I'm, 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 I'm looking at my, 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 my coach. I'm, I'm backing my coach 100%. He's still building a team. And I like that. Criticize Ole all you want, guys. Even some Manchester United fans can criticize him. I'm sure you've seen me take a lot of stick for defending Ole. But for me, I think we're still building something for the league. I don't think that talk should even be <laughs> talk at Old Trafford about winning the league. No. Exactly. You see how bad Manchester United are this year. You're not winning the league this year. But I still think you've, no, no, no. you've got a better chance than Manchester City this year. Let's leave it at that. No way. No way. No way. <laughs> Guys, look. Okay. What people forget is we haven't reached game 10 yet, right? We've had seasons. Arsenal has led the table till January. Do you remember? I think January. Leicester has done the same. I think till December, end of December. Liverpool's strongest team, in my opinion, is between 2013, 14, and 17, 18. 17, 18 is my choice. I don't know if you agree. But City came from nine points. City came from nine points. And listen to this. They drew with Liverpool, right? The, the first game, right? They drew with Liverpool. And as a coach, you know that it's important to draw or win against your major challenger, correct? That's how Conte lost the league. He failed to do that. If City manage another draw or win against Liverpool, they have a very good chance of getting the league. I'm still, I'm still going. It's too early to judge, guys. Tottenham. It's not like Mourinho is a. It's not like Tottenham is a weak team. Forget that mentality. This is a different Tottenham we are looking at. Don't worry. Way different. We will re we will revisit this topic when we. When Chelsea beats Manchester City 3-0 at the Etihad Stadium some sometime in the coming future, then you'll talk about your Pep Guardiola and all his bull crap and everything. So let's look forward to 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 the game of the, the weekend, you know, the coming weekend, previewing the title, the title, the title match, you know. I think it, it might be won and lost here. Yeah. Chelsea are playing Tottenham at Stanford Bridge. I'll give Nakai first chance to go and give us a predictions and if our Chelsea team can win this match to give us more confidence to go and win the title you know and beat small teams like Manchester United and Manchester City along the way. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I think definitely winning against Tottenham will give us a major confidence boost. Um, I do think that um, if Tottenham play the way they played with Man City, I do think it's going to be a tough game for Chelsea. I do. I see it as a tough game, but I think my prediction is a draw. A draw or Chelsea wins narrowly. But I think most likely, most probably a draw because Chelsea have also been um, in good form recently. They also won their game this past weekend with um, Newcastle. Although it, it wasn't a spectacular performance, it's still a win nonetheless. So I do think it is going to be a, a tough London derby. So I'm, I'm keen to watch how it plays out actually. I'll give the platform to Brian so that you can at least give some praise to Chelsea as well. I know how much he hates Chelsea. He hates Chelsea more than any no, other no, team no, in the you, world. You're actually, wrong. you're actually wrong. Chelsea is not my worst rival. You're actually wrong. I, I just, it's, it's, I just hate it, but I don't saw my worst rival. But in terms of Tottenham, uh, guys, you can forget about that one. The the best thing to Chelsea can get is a draw. And I'm putting money on that. I'm putting money on that. The best thing Chelsea can get is a draw from that game. Guys, I think you guys uh, tend to forget um, Mourinho. What Mourinho is is a tactician. He's one of the best tacticians there is. We saw that in the City game. A block of defense like he had against City, <laughs> against Chelsea, with Werner who needs 10 chances to score a goal. I don't see you guys winning. We have Regulon dealing with you guys there. He has Doherty if he wants. He has Alderweireld, one of the best defenders right now in the league. I don't see you guys winning that game at all. All he's going to do is do what he did against City. But defend for his life. Defend for his life in the first half. Very clinical. Play the long ball in the second half and win the game. No one is catching Hyunming Sun. No one is catching Kane. Those two are already a problem for you. Okay, how, as Chelsea supporters, I will personally like, after you give your opinion, I would personally like to know how you think your coach is going to deal with Pep's highly defensive nature, playing a long ball with a very fast winger and, and one of, uh, it's a, when the world cross number nine. I just want to know how you think you're going to deal with that. I'll, I'll give, I'll give Nakai first chance to answer your question. If the squad is on, Kane and the light, again, Zuma, even asking, although he can't um, help to defend alone, needs um, players with him. But I feel like our defense with Son, especially if he's playing in his prime, is going to be a, a, prop, a real challenge. For, for the Chelsea squad. And I'm sure Frank knows this as well. I don't think he's oblivious to the fact that, um, yeah, our defense, there has been criticism about our defense. Um, so I think if there's any challenge, it is going to be that one. But I do feel like we can manage a draw and if we're lucky, a win. I have to say that I will stand with Nakai when it comes to this. I feel like uh, we've got a 
pretty big chance to win because our recent record, you know, Frank Lampard's record versus Mourinho is looks pretty healthy. We beat them home and away last season, and I think he actually beat Mourinho, and Mourinho was still at Manchester United, and he was at Derby. So he knows Mourinho's tactics. I mean, the guy played in Mourinho, under Mourinho's tactics for like, what, four or five years. He understands how to beat yeah. this guy. It's different from Pep, where Pep plays Mourinho, he starts getting confused. Lampard knows how to beat Mourinho. And um, I have to say this, just I, I'm not trying to rub salt into any wounds or open any old wounds. I don't think Chelsea would lose 6-1 to the Tottenham team. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that one isn't a word because that, that game on its own wasn't even a fair game to begin with. So it, it, it's, it's really... It's, that, was, that was a VAR-induced 6-1. Mm-hmm. So it was a loss, I, I agree, but it was a VAR-induced 6-1. But like, anyways, um, he might know all the tactics, but uh, Chelsea are not going to break through that defence. If he plays the same way he played City, you guys are not winning. It's a draw, the best results you can get. You're not stopping Son and Kane in front. There's no way that is going to happen. With the way Chelsea plays, the problem is, it's too early. People are already making conclusions. Chelsea's winning the league. Chelsea's winning the league. Ah, But it's fine. You're a Chelsea hater. That's all I was saying. Brian is a Chelsea hater. So that was it for this week, guys. Uh, episode. Please like, share, subscribe with all your friends and everyone on all our platforms, YouTube, Applecast, SoundCloud, Anchor, Spotify. I can, uh, the list goes on, on, on and on and on. I think we've got like nine audio platforms and everything. So thank you for bearing with us listening to everything we've got to say i know you guys are enjoying this this thing because the views are getting more and more and more and more subscriptions i'd like to thank you for that goodbye thank you okay people are waiting for you to say bye oh bye guys thanks for watching okay